Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The NBA is back. It is a Tuesday morning before the NBA season starts. And because the NBA is back, that means the Pelicans are back. My name is Ryan Jado. This is the Believe Podcast Network, and this is the Believe in the Pelicans podcast. It's back. I'm back. We're back. We have a lot to talk about. The whole season is ahead of us. Health, health, health is on the line. We're going to talk about who's ready to start the season, who you want to put your money on, what I think our chances to win it all are, and more. All here right now. Let's get into it. So the first thing I want to talk about is the preseason just for a second. I know a lot of people have talked about it and covered it. That's fine. I just want to say that I really enjoyed the very last game. I know a lot of people said that, but it's true. Everybody was looking like they were trying hard. They wanted to be there. So that's great. The preseason was bleh. I know we usually are preseason champions. So maybe because we lost all of our preseason games except for the last one, we'll do better to start the season. I'm not sure. But what I can take away from it is that Zion looked a lot better in that last game. I love how guys are keeping each other uh, in check. They're taking accountability for not playing hard enough, taking on the challenge. It seems like Zion especially wanted to take it at Paolo for Paolo kind of giving it to him in the very first preseason game. So aside from all of that, uh, I'm excited for what we showed in that last game and just excited to get James Borrego's offense moving in the right direction. I do have some thoughts on some possible negatives to that moving forward, but we're going to get to that later. But for now, the preseason was just bleh. Najee Marshall got injured, which is going to be interesting because we're going to see Dyson Daniels slot into some minutes. But overall, honestly, it was an okay experience. Now that that's out of the way, we can actually have a little bit of fun. I just can't believe that the NBA is back. It seemed like this was such a long offseason. Maybe it's because the way the season ended was so depressing, but it's okay. We're here. We're turning over a new leaf. Willie finally has the staff that he wants. Zion looks like he came back and lost some weight. I don't think he's in game shape yet. I know that losing weight doesn't always equal game shape but it looks like his body is more prepared for the season, which is something that I personally was very excited about. A little bit of breaking news just two minutes ago, Zion Williamson on his Instagram broadcast channel just said, I'm back with a period at the end. Is that some kind of ode to Michael Jordan? I don't know, but it's getting me feeling good, people. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I'm just excited. I'm hyped. I mean, I was already excited to record this thing, and now I'm looking at Zion saying he's back. I I mean, my win projections were already here, but I might just have to buff them up another 10 games because I'm feeling motivated right now. Zion saying he's back. I'm back. We're all back. The Pelicans are back. Oh, my God. This was breaking news brought to you by me. I don't even know what I'm saying. I'm just so excited. That breaking news just got me so juiced up. So we're going to go right into my main hopes for the season. And coincidentally, the first thing I had was Point Zion. We talk about Point Zion a lot, but I'm just really excited to see what James Borrego's offense can kind of do for him. I know he is very unselfish, and at times we want him to be a little bit more selfish. And I think he showed that 
when Brandon Ingram was out and unfortunately he got injured, but he was really taking over the reins. He was playing at an MVP level. So point Zion for me is more of a dominant, I'm going to take over this game kind of mentality Zion, not necessarily the way a regular traditional point guard would operate. I do want him to get into involved in some actions, get the ball to some people, distribute, but he's going to do that anyways. Zion's always been really good at getting into the lane, going downhill, and passing the ball out to his shooters. We did just pick up Matt Ryan, who if you're from New Orleans, you hate the name, but you got to love the shooting style. So he might have some shooters out on the on the perimeter for him, so that's good. And another thing that I'm really looking forward to with Zion, we've seen it in a little bit of practice, but he's been using his right hand a little bit more. His dribble just looks a little bit more crisp. I'm not going to say he's finishing with his right hand more often because he still likes to go finish with his left hand, but that crossover, the left to right and right to left crossover with that right hand has looked very crisp, especially in that very last game of the preseason. The other thing that I want to talk about with Zion and point Zion is the midi. When we see him in those actions all the time, having so much space at the top of the key and on the right and left-hand side of the key, for that mid-range shot, I want him to take at least three of those per game, maybe even more. It's something that he's only going to get good at if he continues to take them. So I want him to continue taking those. And then a little bit branching off of the point Zion is the small ball. I don't necessarily love Zion at the five in small ball. What I love about small ball is putting Larry at the five. I think putting Larry at the five with Zion out there, just kind of on the perimeter and switching everything is a lot better. And the stats back that up too. If you look at the lineup stats from last year, any small ball lineup that involved Larry was a winning lineup for us. I just think our defense, and I don't want anybody to take this the wrong way, but I don't know if our defense is at the IQ level to communicate as much and as well as they need to. We have guys who are a little bit more quiet and that's fine, but I just think switching everything is a much easier defense to run. And it, it allows our guys to not have to think too much on the defensive side of the ball and just focus on the offensive side of the ball. Plus I do think we have enough capable defenders to just play a switch everything defense when Jonas is not on the floor. Obviously, you can't play that style of defense when Jonas is out on the floor, and we know that he's probably going to be starting most of the season, which is something that I'm not necessarily happy about because I do think that when he's on the floor, we get sucked into this style of basketball that is 290s, two early 2000s, traditional big man basketball, and that's not what the league is. We brought Jonas over here because he is a capable three-point shooter. He just doesn't take them. So I would love for Jonas to stay at the three-point line when he's out there and take some of those shots so it opens up the lane for everybody. And it opens up and gives everybody some space. Even It would even give him space. He, we, we know and love the Jonas pump fake. Everybody loves the Jonas pump fake. We also love the Jonas rebounding and the Jonas putbacks. But if he shot three threes a game, those pump fakes would actually work. They weren't working towards the end of the season last year because everyone knew he wasn't going to shoot because he was a little scared to shoot. So that being said, I just want us to play effective small ball. I don't like Herb Jones at the five. 
I don't like Zion at the five. I love Larry at the five. And it looks like Larry's going to be ready to go to start the season. Obviously, that's not 100% confirmed yet, but we're hoping that he's going to be 100% to start the season. If not 100, maybe 90%. But hopefully he'll be there against Memphis because Memphis is missing Steven Adams, John Morant, and somebody else. But that's my early, early hopes for at least a small ball lineup. Uh, again, moving forward, Dyson. Dyson's going to be playing a lot. Dyson Daniels, our Australian wonder. He is going to play because Najee went out. Najee's probably going to be out another four weeks if I know Pelican's math correctly. But the only thing I'm really looking for with Dyson is his three-point shooting. Yes, if he adds some rim pressure, that would be fantastic. He has a pretty good floater. His free throws are pretty good. But that three-point shot needs to be at least 37% for me if not more, because he is actually a great kind of combo long guard. He can throw entry passes, probably one of the best entry passers on our team. And so we're going to need a lot of that with him and Zion out there, but he just needs to be ready to shoot that three. And apparently he's been working on it a lot, which is really, really great. And then my next big hope, unfortunately, we just got the news today that Jose will not be ready to start the season, but Jose Alvarado to me, is an integral part of this whole thing going. I love what he brings as far as energy, as far as getting to the face of people, getting to getting getting everybody riled up. You need someone who's on our team to get the other team riled up. Start playing with emotion. Start playing loose. Start playing careless. When other when guys on the other team have personal vendettas against other players, they stop playing like a team and start playing one on one basketball. And that's what we want. We have good defenders that can defend against one-on-one basketball. That's our specialty. So when Jose comes back, I'm looking for that to be a huge factor in our success. And speaking of success, we're going to go into, I know, records. Okay, I'm going to try and calm myself down after the Zion hype, after him announcing that he's back. And I'm going to say this. If we're healthy, I think we're a 55-win team. Maybe 60. That is a lot, I understand, but I just think the early part of this season, we are going to take care of business. I think our first 25 games, we're going to take care of business. Yeah, our schedule is a little tough, but we have some guys playing on a lot of back-to-backs. Like We have the Warriors on a back-to-back. We should be able to take care of that. But if we do have some health concerns, I have us at 47 wins. That's a little bit better than last year. It's manageable, and I'm talking guys out for three months at a time. Now, if we have major health concerns, which I'm knocking on wood, I hope we don't have them, but 40 wins. If we're not healthy, I'm having us at 40 wins, maybe lower. And honestly, if we get get Zion out for the whole season again, or most of the season, I would just prefer to tank at that point. Brandon Ingram out, maybe we can work with it, but I still don't like putting all that workload on Zion. So if that's the case, I think we should just tank. 40 wins is probably bottom of the West anyways, but you really never know how any season's going to go. Before I dive into the Pelicans versus the Grizzlies, which is our first game of the season, I did just want to go through like our first 10 or 12 games or so, just to kind of give us a preview of where I think we're going to be at. So, of course, the first game is against the Grizzlies at the Grizzlies in Memphis. 
which is probably going to be very challenging, but they're missing a lot of guys, like I said earlier. So that's okay. Then we're playing the Knicks opening night. We got to, we have to win that game. There's just no, we have to win our home opener against the Knicks. That's going to be a, an absolutely huge game. We need to win. Then we have the Warriors, which is obviously the Warriors, but I think they're going to still be figuring things out with Chris Paul in or out of the starting lineup. So I think we're going to be able to take advantage of that and get that win too. Next up is the Thunder. We're going to see Zion versus Chet. That's going to be a tricky game, but here's why I think we might have a chance to surprise some people and win that game. I think we're going to have a little bit of revenge on our minds for the play-in game. And because of that, we're going to come out extra special. We get a little bit of rest from that game. So I just think I think we're going to be ready. We're going to be at the Thunder, by the way. So we only have one home game um, like before we go on the road again. Next up, we're going to be playing against the Pistons. I think that's a win. I don't think the Pistons are quite ready yet, but I do think they are going to be bottom of the East, maybe in the playing spot. But I do think we beat the Pistons. Uh, next, we have the Hawks coming into our home. We always have very interesting games against the Hawks. We don't really know how that's going to go. Sometimes they go down to the wire, we lose. Sometimes they go down to the wire, we win. But I'm excited to see us all play against them. Here's a game that I'm circling, though. The Pelicans versus the Nuggets. If you know anything about last year, it's, you know the games against the Nuggets were crazy. That's when Jose had his career-high 38 points against the Nuggets. Uh, and that was when we didn't have anybody playing. So I'm just really, really excited to see what we're all about that game, how the Nuggets have transformed as a team, and where we're at competition-wise. I don't know if we win that one. I'm going to say we lose that one, but it's going to be close and exciting. Then another game I'm circling is the Pelicans versus the Timberwolves, and I'm circling that because they made Ant the, the guy on Team USA, and I think the guy should have been Brandon Ingram. But they made Anthony Edwards the guy, so I want I want Brandon Ingram to pop off that game. And I want Herb Jones to shut down Anthony Edwards. Is that going to happen? I don't know, but I think we win that game too. Next game, the Rockets. Guys, we know the beef against the Rockets, okay? They, uh, they gamed us last year. In a game that we really should have and needed to win, they gamed us. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to facing Jabari Smith again, and it's just going to be really exciting. Then we have our doubleheader. This is the last game that I'm going to talk about. We have a doubleheader against the Mavericks. It's going to be on November 12th and November 14th. The Mavericks start by coming to us. Or no, we start by going. Oh, yeah, no, I was right. Okay. Yeah, Mavericks start by coming to us, and then we go to them. Uh, and I'm just excited. I'm just really excited for that. Um, Luca, Kyrie, it doesn't get much better than that. So, oh, I'm excited. That was our. That's our first, like, kind of eight to 10 game preview. I do think we lose probably three of those first 10 games, maybe four of those first 10 games, because guys, we have stuff to figure out too. We're not a perfect team right now. We have the talent, but we're definitely not a perfect team. But I do think we're going to figure it out. And like I said, if we stay healthy, I think the bottom tier of our records is 55 wins if we're healthy, but I think we could get even more than that. But yeah, that's my... That's my thing. That's my first 10 games. That's what I think what's what's going to happen. And then now let's, we'll go into a breakdown of this first game against the Memphis Grizzlies because that's happening tomorrow, people. All right, so Memphis Grizzlies. Let's start with the injury report. Out for us is probably Jose Alvarado. 
definitely Nige Marshall, definitely Trey Murphy, and Cody Zeller is a game-time decision. And then for the side of Memphis, Steven Adams is out. Brandon Clark is out. John Conchar is a game-time decision. John Moran, obviously, out for dispension. And Derrick Rose is a game-time decision. Now, our previous matchups, we won a very exciting game. I don't know if you guys remember that comeback of a game. It was absolutely incredible. Our friend Rel of Rel's Pels, Rel Meyer, she has one of the best videos that I always go back and watch of Trey Murphy hitting an absolute bomb of a three. It was incredible. Go check that out at Rel Myers if you want. And then the game before that, the Grizzlies got us uh, 116 to 101. But I'm excited for tomorrow. Obviously, they have some issues going on with Steven Adams being out. They are a different team when he's not out there. They're also a different team when John Morant is not out there. But I always consider Memphis kind of like our rivals. I know that history hasn't really been fully solidified yet. And I feel like as a Pelicans fan, we have so many rivals out there right now. For example, I I feel like the Lakers are our rival too because at least the Lakers fans are always at our necks about the Anthony Davis trade and who won and who lost and all this stuff. And it just no one wants to forget about it. Neither do I. So, uh, you know, maybe are they a rival? Are they not a rival? I'm not sure. We'll let other people decide that. For now, for me, I'm calling Memphis a rival and I'm calling the Lakers a rival. But I'm also calling everyone a rival. Everyone's on the list. I, I want to I beat everybody. So it's going to be an interesting game. I think we're going to see the Memphis Grizzlies kind of try to pack the paint a little bit. That's something that has worked not well against Zion. I think Milwaukee does the best job at packing the paint with really tall players against Zion. But Jaron Jackson Jr. is the reigning defensive player of the year. So he's going to be a little bit of an issue. But I do think with Zion and Brandon Ingram healthy and no Dylan Brooks to injure Brandon Ingram's big toe again, that I think we're going to be okay. We're going to be on the right track. And I think we're going to pick up this win even though it is Memphis's home opener, I just think that they are going to struggle a lot to start the season. They do have Jones, who is one of my favorite guards in the league, but uh, I just, and oh, and they do have Marcus Smart too. Marcus Smart's another one of my favorite guards in the league. And maybe Marcus Smart's going to take on a much larger role on the offense than what he had in uh, Boston, but I'm just not really sure about that team right now. I feel like every year it's one of those teams that you really just have to take with a grain of salt and see where they're at when they're at where they're at. And I don't know if that makes sense, but neither does their team. So that's where we're at with that. Uh, I do think that we're going to see Dyson play extremely well. I think he's coming at this season with a whole other kind of chip on his shoulder because he was not that great last year. I think he underperformed for his standards and he underperformed for a lot of people's standards. I think he came in thinking he was going to play like he was in the G League and that just didn't happen for him. So I'm looking at him getting to the rim more. I'm also, Dyson has hops. Dyson can get up there. And it just seems like he doesn't want to dunk the ball a lot. He, He lays the ball up a lot. I want him to just dunk the ball more. So look for Dyson to dunk the ball a lot in the early part of this season. Look for guys to get involved. Look for a lot of motion on offense. Motion on offense is something that I'm still a little bit scared of, especially in the beginning of this season, because 
It's not something that we did a lot of last year, regrettably. People were not cutting. People were not cutting effectively. They didn't know where to cut. They didn't know how to cut. And that's something that James Borrego was able to bring into our squad. So we saw it in the preseason. There are a lot of new sets that are being ran. And I just don't know if our guys are willing to exert that kind of energy on offense yet. Everything just needs to be seen. It needs to be seen to be known. And we just we just don't know yet. And so I'm hoping, I'm hoping, I'm praying, I'm using the Ouija board, I'm holding my rocks, I'm holding my crystals, I'm saging my space and hoping that our guys bring in some sort of effort, man, from the beginning, from the jump, we just need effort. I hate, as a Pelicans fan, seeing our team go down early every single game. If you're a Pelicans fan, you know that's just, for whatever reason, how we roll. We start off going down by like 15, 20 points in the first quarter. We bring it back down to like 10 in the second. It stays down by 10 in the third, and then we make it a game in the fourth to get us all riled up only to lose or to win, but mostly lose, let's be real. So I'm nervous. I'm excited. I just want effort. I don't care if we lose. I just want effort. It's always hard to win season openers because fans are insane. And shout out to the Memphis Grizzlies for offering tickets for $9.01, which is the area code in Memphis. Their marketing team is fantastic for that. It's a great way to get that place absolutely packed for the start of the season. So uh, hats off to them. It's going to be absolutely insane in there. People are going to be waving towels, wearing t-shirts, whatever they have on the seats there. It's going to be absolutely a madhouse. And they still have some really great players on that team. Hopefully we're fully healthy to an extent. We don't have Trey Murphy, which shout out to Trey, get well soon. But we have enough to go in there and win that game. So I'm looking forward to us going in there and winning that game. And if it doesn't happen, I feel like that's going to be upsetting. I hope Zion gets his numbers. I hope Brandon gets his numbers because they want to feel effective. And I know they want to win. So I'm predicting a win. I am officially predicting a win, but I don't think it's going to be an easy one. I think we're going to see a lot of turnovers. Uh, I'm hoping Brandon Ingram can keep his turnover numbers down because I know we're going to put him at the point because James Brago really likes Brandon Ingram. And so we're going to see him with the ball in his hands a lot more. And I just hope that his passes are sharp and I hope that people are secure in where they're passing the ball. And I hope, hope, hope that we don't try and just post up Jonas Valanciunas at the start of every single game, at the start of every single possession. I don't like that style of basketball, and I feel like they're going to be tempted, and I feel like that's what every other team wants us to do. They're going to want us to post up Jonas and play through Jonas and keep Zion and Brandon Ingram out of a rhythm. We, we can't allow that. We need to make sure this season, especially, that everyone is playing our game. Last year, we were playing other people's games way too often. We need to set the tone and set the pace and make people play our game. If they beat us at their own game, at our own game, hats off to them. They deserve that win. But everyone needs to play our game this year. Do we know what that game is yet? <laughs> I don't know, but hopefully that's hopefully Willie and Borrego and, and the coaching staff know what that game is. But that's where I'm at.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.